0: Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. This is your Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for
1: Arsenal fans. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Guns and Yellow Ribbons Live. I'm Fergus. Uh, I am your host tonight, and I'm joined by Mike, Johnny, and Jerome. But I would just like to shout out to Potsey, who was on another podcast recently. And I'm um, actually your real host is apparently Michael Parkinson. So if you listen to Arspro's, you'll know the reference on that one. Uh, if you don't, it's all going to be lost on you. Uh, but lads, how are we doing? Mike, you were on that one. Uh, you thought that was quite a, uh, an apt analogy, didn't you?
0: Yeah, I thought we went pretty, pretty well. <laughs>
1: Johnny, how's your mic? Mike's good. The mic I am good,
0: better. thank you very much.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jerome, <laughs> you're back on a less a less crowded house, so hopefully you can get a bit more uh, opinion across.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me again. I'm looking forward no to worry. it.
1: No worries. We were going to have Trev on, but um, the Greeks have gone on strike and banned old internet or something like that. His, his internet's not just working, basically. So, um, uh, but and I, and I was hoping to talk to him actually um, about uh, the Victoria game. Because he was out in Portugal and he said it was absolutely torrential rain, and um it was just a horrible 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 evening. um not only uh, weather wise but also um also without um also uh, the, the, the football was actually uh, horrendous. We've got a couple of people jumping online now we've got Ross good evening ross Molina um no hat tonight, Mike what's happening
0: No uh, no no hat tonight it's in the wash. It's in the
1: wash. He's only got the one hat. I I, I did bring a spare just in case. Yeah, know, I'll so. just
3: I'll just pop down to London and get it. <laughs> Mine got stolen along with my motorbike. Uh, oh, your motorbike's motorcycle. gone. Yeah, it got stolen on the end of November. Oh wow! Oh wow! And um, <laughs> end of October. I'm going say, was it stolen in the future? <laughs>
1: Um, so um. the first thing to look at with the Victoria game is the kickoff. Alex comes along and says well, it was a ridiculous kickoff time. Um, obviously, I didn't watch it because it was during working hours. I was in a meeting, um, so I didn't see any of it at all. Honestly, I was in a meeting. Yeah, I was in a meeting. Uh, look, we had a change in formation with a defensive uh, back three, with Holding, Socrates, um, and the goal scorer, your <laughs> friend and ours, uh, Mustafi. There was youngsters Ainsley, Maitland, Niles, Kieran Tierney added to the attacking threat the wings. What did you make of the lineup? Who who, who wants to talk about this go on, I We're not going to spend a lot of time on this because there's so much other stuff, and it's um, <laughs> nearly a week ago now. Um, who wants to talk about it,
2: Jerome? To be honest, I was a bit surprised that he changed the the lineup to a back three so early. No, I thought he would go with what he normally had been going for. Uh I can't say I was too impressed with the lineup to be honest. You know, Maitland-Niles, for me not that great, but eh, I expected them to play better. They we have played better in Europa, but it was the same old that we've expected to be honest. But come to expect, should I say
1: and um <laughs> Uh, Potsy's just come up here and said uh, about Michael Parkinson's a lot younger and a lot more stylish than the Irish Paul Merson. Uh, Potsy, uh, I I, I thought you were busy (laughs) and you weren't available for the podcast. So uh, on your bike, mate, on your bike. Um, Mike, you you a car (laughs) anymore. (laughs) No, you ain't got a car anymore. Uh, That's getting sorted. Um, Mike, you watched some of the game and uh, what did you make of
0: it? Uh, it was the most boring match I've ever seen in my entire life. It was horrendous. it was I honestly thought it was it was it was absolutely horrendous. I've never seen anything like it ever. I wasted what over an hour and a half. I'll never get back in my life again
1: no and it um bad. it was it was eighty minutes uh there was eighty minutes. Be after the before our first effort on target in the match, that is horrendous, Johnny. What's gone wrong with like you know just the attacking side of things?
3: It, the whole team is disjointed. It's a phrase that's recurring, recurring, recurring. Disjointed It's that there's no cohesion in terms of tactics. Like we were saying in the in the glass pod I was on, you used to be able to name the the the. The starting uh, eleven. Most modern teams at the highest level really need to be have an, a core of eight, seven or eight players. We haven't got that. We can't. No, none of us can say for sure who the hell was going to play week to week. That's
2: what's wrong.
1: And what did anybody think of um, Maitland Niles? Because I thought he had a poor game, but even more so, what was more disappointing? And I suppose it links into the uh, stuff that's come out in the news recently about um, uh, that uh, Chelsea have got uh, implemented fines uh, into um, their their squad. Um, but Maitland Niles wearing jewellery, he's meant to be a professional footballer. Um, surely he should know
3: you don't wear jewellery on the pitch. What, what, what did you make of that? Well, he had a necklace on, didn't he? Yeah, you big gold chain. I didn't. I didn't say. I heard about it, but it's not unusual for players to wear something that they tuck in. Uh, as long as it's tucked away, it's it's all right. Usually, it's such a non-story. It's such a non-story. It's just. A bit, I can't believe that we're actually talking about someone forgetting to take a bloody necklace off. No, but but. For me, Johnny, you know, you
1: know what it is. For me, for me, it just shows the pure indiscipline within the squad and within within the club itself. You know, and uh, you know, Wenger um, had fines. Apparently, Um, it's a bit of a blurry picture, but you'll see it on there. He had fines for non-attendance of um, uh, not turning up at home matches. He got a thousand-pound fine late for training between two fifty and five hundred, and various other things. Um, you know, that he was fined that he he fined players for, and for me, you know, that was probably powered by the captain per Metsacker. Chelsea have just done the similar sort of thing down, um, at uh Cobham and but in but in fines as well. They're earning a fortune, you know, they're very privileged lads. Um, you know, I don't mind them earning the money, I don't mind them doing that, but for Christ's sake, you know, turn up for work. And abide by the rules, you know. The only thing they're allowed to wear, I think, is a wedding ring, but it has to be taped up.
3: Still, I, I don't really see him forgetting to take off a necklace as the same thing as a uh, uh, in discipline. Uh, these kind of fines are pretty standard amongst the vast majority of clubs. Um, just whether or not they're made public is... is is more more um, pertinent to whether we're talking about it or not the fact that they've volunteered this information at chelsea just make, highlights the fact that they're earning so much money that they have to up the fines so, so much i think one of the fines is like 20 grand something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that that yeah, just goes to show just goes to show how much these guys are earning um when they're out on loan in the belgium third division <laughs> Yeah.
1: <laughs> anybody else? Does anybody else agree with me or not?
0: It's a nothing- I just think. Oh. He- Sorry, Jordan. Go on.
2: No, I, I don't think it's it's it is a problem, but I think he shouldn't be playing anyway. So, you know, the fact that he was wearing jewelry in the pitch, probably he thought, oh, I don't really care. You know, I'm I'm not bothered. He doesn't seem bothered on the pitch. He's not bothered by anything. So I think he probably does. We do need to implement fines for someone like that. So, yeah, he
1: does. He does have a very nonchalant attitude, and we—I think we've mentioned it a few times in previous podcasts—that he seems, you know, um, quite relaxed. He was trying to probably be polite about it, but obviously, yeah. you know, he, he doesn't seem—he doesn't seem to be as as focused on it on his his job as he should be. Mike, do you agree or disagree? I know I'm making a deal about uh, this because it really wound me up.
0: No, I just think it's a nothing thing. It's is is obviously probably just forgot. It happens in life, you know. You forget things, don't you? If you wear it all the time, then you do forget about it. It's like anything, you know. What I mean, sometimes I I forget to take off my wedding ring if I'm doing the washing up or something. It's just something stupid like that. It's it's a nothing story. I think I think it's been blown way out of proportion.
1: Yeah, uh, to be honest, um, Nigel uh, McGrath has said the necklace thing is a non-story, but unfortunately, the way things are at the moment, the media will run and keep it going uh, going negative. Um, I don't think the media got on about it. It's probably more me than anything else. And I'm definitely not the media, uh, but we have had breaking news. Uh, Melina has got some contacts within the club and um, she's given us, uh, Emery has issued some fines. And uh, if we win, the players get fined £2,000 uh, for defending. Uh, the players get fined £10,000. Passing to Ozil is two grand. Been nice to Shaq is three grand uh, Been playing in a preferred position 20,000. That, Johnny, that must be what you were talking about the 20,000 pound fine. Um, and playing a long ball seven grand and defending again twice in the game, it's a 15 grand fine. Um, it looks like Emery is uh is getting some control over the room by the looks of things, isn't he?
0: Yawn, (laughs) (laughs) thank you. I'm not the only one. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right, so
1: our Europa League competition ended um, Our on our 100% record. Um, and uh, that was with um, Bruno's 91st-minute equaliser. Uh, Arsenal's fourth consecutive draw in all competitions in a turbulent week. Obviously, we went and lost at Leicester. Um, we're on 10 points. Uh, Leipzig, Big Frankfurt, so they're now on six points. Could we mess this up? We're we're on ten points. Frankfurt have to come to us, and Frankfurt have got to go to Victoria. So, in in theory, uh, they could get twelve points. Standard Liège have got to come to us. In theory, um, they could. You know, could we end up not qualifying to the next stages? In theory, we could yeah.
3: I think that we keep saying what what all be the final now in Emery's coffin. I think if we get knocked out by these teams in the group stages and he doesn't get fired, I will not go to another game this season.
0: A file final nail in the coffin for me was... Until he gets
3: fired, obviously.
0: Hmm. Well, listen, Europa League, I tried. Yeah, <laughs> it were not worth it, mate. It really wasn't. It I'm was really a terrible you game. Guys, you guys are just like... Chuck us a bone. Chuck us a bone. So uh, I, can't, I, right. I can't chuck you a bone over a, a game like that, mate. I really can't. <laughs> it was the biggest. Pr-
2: well, the biggest problem was playing with no starting with Sabalos in as a defensive midfielder. As simple as that, the starting lineup changed it. We couldn't go forward. What could we expect, really? Um, and, and that's all we could see. We were going to be on the back foot the whole game, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, we was on the back foot all whole game. We shouldn't have drew. Uh, in all fairness, it shouldn't have been a draw. We shouldn't have lost.
3: We were on yeah, our and- arse the whole game, let alone the back foot. Yeah,
1: they they could have they, they hit the 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 bar a couple of times. Uh, hit the post. Uh, they could have been about three or four goals up. We didn't offer. As I said, was only one shot on target. But you know, um, we'll see. Listen, Mike, you went up to Leicester at the weekend. Um, mm,
0: never down- going to be an easy.
1: Never going to be an easy game. And um, I think when we were on the podcast last week, none of us, at best, I said we'd <laughs> get a draw. None of us predicted that we'd win. Um, for 68 minutes, in the match positives on Arsenal Fans Forum, I bought in, we were all right for 68 minutes. I, you know, listen, I'm not saying we're brilliant. I don't think we deserve to win the game. But we're holding our own. There was a, a disallowed goal by um, abameyang I think it was offside. I can't remember exactly what it was. but um, Yeah, it was offside offside so, you know
0: tell us about it up there Mike go on it's over to you uh, well what do you want me to say I think we were lucky for 68 minutes not to concede three or four goals I don't know what else you want me to say about in all fairness mate I don't, I don't know what game some people were watching I, I just couldn't get my head around how poor in front of goal Leicester were being I thought they were a bit more ruthless than that
2: okay but Jerome did, what, what did you make of it I was a bit disappointed for once. I'm a Lacazette fan, and for me, he had a couple opportunities to change a game. We weren't great, but for once, our counters were a bit more punchier than normal. For once, and we could have got something out of that game if had he he had two clean opportunities for me and just fluffed them. Leicester weren't as sharp as they normally seem to be, especially look, the Southampton game. They they went on to what was it nine nil. You know they weren't on that kind of form, but I did feel we could have probably come out with that something from that game up to that point, and then it just went all horribly wrong after about sixty-eight minutes.
1: And what did um, you make of the back three, lads?
3: Uh, Johnny, do you want to talk about the back three? I, 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 I think if we got we, we we played it a little bit last season, um, but we haven't played it at all really in the league this season. And it seemed like it, it could have worked. I mean, I saw little glimpses of uh, Louise stepping out from the back uh, and into midfield to spray a few balls around, which he has the skill and range to do. But I just don't think that we've played enough. Our, I, it clearly looked like we hadn't trained enough in that, in that formation. So mm-hmm. I don't know whether something happened before the game that made us change things up a bit. But... I think it's the for the players that we've got and the fact that we needed to defend better and utilize our very strong wing backs one of which we didn't play um we re- we should be playing sort of like this but we really do need to have a stronger uh, defensive midfielder
0: this this but, is a thing that I think a lot of people were saying this is this is pretty much this was everyone's I would say a lot of people's formation that they wanted Arsenal to play with uh, you know, mm. you've got Leno in goal. You've got three at the back with Chambers and Holding and Luiz. Uh, you've got the two wing-backs, Barrin, Tierney. You know what I mean? You've got the two wing-backs with Bellerin and obviously Kolasniak. And then you've got the two in, the, two in midfield with Terea and Guendouzi. You've got Ozil just in front of them. And then you've got the two forwards. That's pretty much everyone's perfect setup up for Arsenal. I think a lot of people would probably agree with that. And I, I think if... I think I've heard quite a fair few people say that that's that's going to be one of the best settles that we could go out, and I just think it failed miserably. I think I think, like I say, we were looking to probably nick a goal in that. Uh, we had the chances, but again, them chances were wasted, and unfortunately, I think Leicester wasted more chances than we had on on, on target.
1: And what was the atmosphere like in the, in the stadium? Because you you said to me that there was a little bit of needle between the Arsenal fans and the Leicester fans
0: yeah towards uh, towards the end of the game yeah it was starting to kick off a bit uh, okay. i felt the i felt the atmosphere turn around half time uh, the the complaints there was a, like a silent complaint sort of coming around and you could sort of feel it and then obviously when the first goal went in it just sort of turned a bit there was a, you know i mean there was pockets of it turned and you could feel it changing but there's also the fact that a lot of people were still singing there was you know i mean there was it was still quite a good atmosphere in you know I mean, with a, a, a fair whack of fans
1: there was a, a very loud cry for uh, you're getting sacked in the morning. That, that was from the Leicester
0: fans. That was from Leicester fans. That was from the Leicester fans. Um uh, How did that get yeah. done? Uh, it just came um towards I think I think about the eighty eighty between 80 and eighty five minute. Uh, that you just started hearing that you're getting sacked in the morning and a lot of I'll be honest with you, a lot of Arsenal fans were clapping. <laughs> from what it I saw anyway.
3: It came across on the on the uh, on the audio, uh, on the stream that yeah. I was watching. That you know, when they started singing, they, it sounded like there was some cheering coming from our, our lot. But it mean, wasn't from- cheering;
0: it was clapping. I, I didn't hear cheering. There was a few jeers at the uh, Leicester fans for singing it. Um, I won't say cheering, but there was quite a fair whack of people clapping and accepting the fact, yeah, he, he needs to go. You know what I mean? And I, and this is what a lot of people are saying. And obviously, I'm just re reiterating the fact that this is what's happening at the minute.
1: We, we, we ran a poll, which I'll bring up in a few minutes before we finish this game. Um, Hector Bellerin. What did um, you guys make of Hector Bellerin? Uh, he's still not up to pace.
2: He's still not up to pace. I still he's think, he's not
3: games. Game. Sorry, think he's not... Sorry, a few Gerard. I think
2: he's a few games from being fully fit. Um, we... You know he goes forward quite well, but he's still lacking in his defensive. You know he got nutmegged for the Madison goal, well out of position, um, dragged himself in, but then just came forward. So I think he just he he needs he needs proper game time. The one or two games in Europa wasn't good enough. Simple as that. It wasn't enough from him. And That was our uh, probably not the best game for him to kind of come back into the starting eleven either. That is quite a hard task when we're playing away. We don't have great away form, but I just think he's just off the pace a couple more games away, and that would have been a different game for him. But it's a bit harsh on him in a minute. But yeah, he's to go into a back five as well probably didn't help because it confused. I found it confused him and Chambers. Yeah. Well, on that point,
1: Johnny, I'll bring you in in a second. Um, on that point. Because um, I, I had a conversation on, on, I don't know, some message group or whatever, or on some thread about um, Bellerin. And there were, somebody was trying to make excuses saying Bellerin was OK. And they were trying to blame uh, Chambers about um, uh, first or second goal. But half the time, it's because either um, Bellerin is too far up the pitch. And Chambers was coming across to cover for him, uh, and that was in the first goal, and the second goal uh was Bellerin keeps on going inside, and he'd done this before keeps on going inside and goes into the middle of the box, uh, and chambers is going to have to cover his spot, and the ball went between um between bellerin 's legs for for the second one I think that was a Madison
0: goal, so yeah. i 've got a point on that actually before I want to go with Johnny uh chambers. I think it was right. I think the person says that it was Chambers. I think Chambers has a lot to deal with that because at the end of the day, if if Bellerin's pushing up forward, this is why you've got a back three. Chambers needs to come across and defend that spot. That that's the whole point of that formation. Uh, there's also the fact is I think as well with uh, Gwendausi and Tereya, there wasn't really getting back enough uh, to be, you know, I mean, to, for him to obviously to come inside. So yeah, I get that point. I, I honestly do. And after watching the game and I've watched it back. I think that is that is a good point actually, and I'll I'll fully accept that.
1: And Gwen didn't have a great game either, did he?
0: No, he's he's suffering from fatigue. I think He's definitely he's Probably played paid. just about he's played in every game so far this you know what I mean so far this season, and I think he, he is suffering from it now. Mm. Um, but you've got, um, I think, like Jerome says, you've got to give Bella in a bit of credit. You know, at least he's coming back. He's trying to fight. Yeah, he's making mistakes. Who isn't making mistakes in that team? <laughs> You know, yeah. and it's uh but you've got you've got to think of this as well. There's two players, I nearly swore then. There was two players who actually turned up <laughs> and clapped the fans after the game and Bellarine mm. was one of them and cha and Gwenduzi was the other. No one else did.
3: Johnny I found it quite a hard watch, to be honest with you, because it was pretty much hard, what yeah. I expected. I mean, I, I did actually on our prediction they uh predict a 2 0 loss. Um, with a heavy heart I know Trevor will say that all of us that said we was going to lose are not real Arsenal fans but there's a difference between the head and the heart and uh, our good friend Trevor has a lot of heart but I think there is nobody that I know would have said that we was going to storm that that match and actually show uh, the kind of Arsenal performance we, we wanted to see but uh, no. I, I'm, I'm all at all at loss at the moment with the team that I love. It's just it just seems like it's so far away from where we feel we should be, and where you know when you look at it dispassionately, where we think that where we could be with the right uh, leadership.
1: And and that leadership. Um... On or off the pitch, you know, we talked about uh the Victoria game that the first shot, or the only shot and target was the um, it was a dead ball and it yeah. was a, the, the the goal that Mustafi got. We had one shot and target, um, in the uh, in the Leicester game. You know, I don't think we had a shot. Was this the game that we didn't have a shot and target after 32 minutes? I think so. Yeah, know, a lot of the play in the Leicester game. So, so some of the stats that are going around at the minute are just unreal. But you know, Tony Adams and I've got a, a note written down on here as well. Tony Adams was digging out holding before and after the game on the BT coverage. But Tony Adams would have got hold of that squad and come along and said, "Listen, mate, you're 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 dragging. You're you're dropping your your game. You need to up your game." And there's no way. I don't think, even in our darkest days, that we've looked so rudderless, so leaderless, so, I don't know, as, as you said, it's the feckless. Best, feckless.
2: No one's willing to take ownership to to being bad. They're just kind of like, we'll make it better. No one's willing to say, as you say, grab it, buy Grab everyone else by the back of their neck and just drag them forward. You know, sometimes we want to see some of you know, Sterling's aggression. Sorry to bring him up, but the way he was on Sunday, you know, a bit of fight. We're not seeing no fight from our players at the moment at all. Not well, to the
1: only one who did was Gwendosia and Shaq at one point, and Gwendosia as Mike said, is knack and Shaq is well yeah. gone.
0: Yeah. Hopefully gone Shaq in January. Is in all the wrong
2: areas. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Go on, Jerome, carry on.
2: Well, I, I just, it's its horrible to see. I can't work out, even though like we, a lot of people wanted um, a Yang as captain. He's not a player who's going to drag everyone forward himself. You know, even on the pitch, how much fight do we get from him? As much as he can score, he can find the goal here and there. He's not got that fight. He doesn't even jump up for a header when it goes up. It frustrates me. It goes up and he's just looking for, oh, is he going to miss it? No, maybe I'm around. You know, there's no one willing to actually just put themselves on the line for us at the moment. And I think that's what we really miss. Someone that's willing to put themselves on the line, face in front of the ball and show the rest of the team, come on, this is what we need to be doing. We're really missing that. No,
1: I get that. And listen, we're winless in five games in the Premier League. Our last one was uh, beating Newcastle away 1-0, which was the first game of the season. So we've won one game away from home since last last season. It has Has Dick or Emery, has he lost the dressing room? Heath asks.
3: <laughs> yes.
2: Yeah. It, I, I think, think it's he pretty it. clear. Yeah. Go on, Johnny. Go on, Johnny. I was
3: going to say, I, I think it looks pretty clear that he's lost the dressing room. Um, it doesn't look like anybody's really going out of their way to show that we're behind the manager. You don't see uh, anytime we score a goal, you don't see any of the players running over to the touchline or signaling to the touchline like you, you would if you had like a quite supportive team that uh who are playing for the manager. We're not getting that. Um, uh, we're not. We're not seeing the Emery we had last season either. So where he was, remonstrating. what was the Emery that
1: we had last season then, Johnny? Because I, I was still a little bit confused. I, I I could see progress and change, but I I've never seen the uh, protagonist. I think that was the word he used, yeah. and he talked about pressing. Uh, we saw a little bit of pressing in the first two or three games, but. I haven't seen anything more from there. He was talking about, like you know, bringing youth through. He has with the aid of Freddie, Um, and but he was talking about leaders and fighting and his stuff from Sevilla's time and so on. Uh, And then if you weave in the issues had he's had with big names and big stars and PSG, what 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 has he? What's that? What did you see last season then?
3: Well, we saw bravery in the half-time substitutions. We saw tactical changes that we've not had. Uh, I mean, for God's sake, we were having substitutions, not bang on 70 minutes. and uh, That's what that kind of spoiltness that we've had as Arsenal fans is we know when the subs are coming, let alone what team we're going to play or how we're going to play. But now everything now there's no consistency, there's no regularity, there's no predictability to where they were playing. But last season we were getting a little bit of uh, change that we would like to see. Um, we had Torreira actually playing as a DM for 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 a start very early on, yeah, very early on. And then we had uh, the lovely change of having a manager that actually going bloody mental in the technical box. Actually, no, sorry, technically. Technically, not in the technical box, he never is, but still, at the end of the day, we're not seeing that kind of uh, the same kind of bravery that we had last season. We and in the last few games that we've seen that he's the dead man walking, but he's not been up on that touchline as much as yeah, he's he, been has been. Quiet. he has it's been. been ta- quiet. It's been tailing off this season since the beginning of the season. I remember sitting in the North Bank. At the beginning of the season and seeing them, you know, really going at it to the players and you've seen it tail off every game. It's a little bit less, a little bit less, a little bit less. Um
1: 95 Winston says, what are Emery's tactics? They don't make any sense. He should be taking the court for killing our attack. I think you type of half touched on that. Um does uh, Mike, do you, do you um, have anything to add on, on on that, like on on 95 Winston's um, comments there?
0: No, I uh, yeah. <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself, to be fair. It's quite good on that. I like it. Um, the only thing I can think of, the only thing I was going to say about Emery is I think the pressure's got to him. The, pressure, the pressure's got to him. Oh, 100%.
1: Okay, okay. Um listen, the Guna debate now we go into there's a few different things going on. Uh Aubameyang, um he's come under oh, let's get rid of that one. We've done that. Um come under a bit of pressure because he's less let troops and D T apparently um uh, use his use his box and he's come so out so bluggy on- war.
0: Yeah, exactly. So- I was just about to say the
3: same.
1: So tell it, me
3: what I mean. Just because, that's because a a player wants to ingratiate himself with the fans, who is now he's one of our captains. Before the whole jacket thing, he was one of the captains, if if not the vice captain. So if he feels like it is appropriate, uh, and I and I don't disagree with him to reach out to different fan groups. Uh, yet yeah, we mean might not agree with everything that AFTV does. We've I mean a lot of us find it you know just you know not representative of the the general populace in the emirates but at the end of the day it's whatever he wants to do with his box that's up to him yeah who he talks to is none of our business it's not as if he's talking to harry kane is it
1: well who can talk to harry kane
3: well, I said talk to him. He didn't, you know, he didn't have to listen and actually understand. <laughs> <him>. <laughs> but, anyway, he's got Arsenal fans. And no matter whether you agree with their point of view or how they choose to express it, they are still Arsenal fans. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, and I agree. So, is, this is, yet again, another non-story in that, we're 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 loving the feasting on the negativity around the club. That's why AFTV got up got so bloody big. Because people love a bit of negativity. Yep. And at the moment we're we are literally like gremlins with a bit of water. We just may as well send them out in the rain because we're like gremlins at the moment. Feeding them after midnight. Exactly. Feeding them after midnight and getting them wet. <laughs> Sounds uh, like my ex girlfriend.
0: Lost on the behave yeah, yourself.
3: Bloody um, hell! It's about <laughs> not, well, it's, old, it's not as
0: old as you, is it? That film, but it's not far <laughs> off.
3: No, he missed it entirely. You, you know, it was too young for him at the time. Just missed it completely.
0: When, yeah. when it
3: when
1: it when it comes to movies, I watch movies. I'm like a goldfish. I forget them. That's why I love watching Fever pitch
3: again and again and again and again. Figures. Figures. <laughs> when you when you fast forward through the porno and only see a five minutes of it, it's easy to forget it.
2: Five minutes.
1: <laughs> I heard you reply. <laughs> right. Listen. Um, we said uh, let's make some noise. Uh, let's hear it for the noise. Apparently, the board uh, gave a briefing which was poorly judged in terms of tone. Uh, are we able to support uh, the team and un- uh, Unai Emery? As Ask blog said, um, we are uh, fans and not cheer- cheerleaders. But uh, can our match-going fans bring the right kind of noise to the Emirates? And I know uh, Manny and Max and Mike and Potsy did on Ask a Bros. They talked about some sort of a- action, which uh, I've seen on Twitter as well, which is like season ticket holders should not turn up to games and season ticket holders should do this and season ticket holders should do that. Um you work hard for a thousand man to get your season ticket, Mike. I know you won't ever not go to a game. you given the opportunity, home or away, you'll you'll go, Johnny.
0: Um, if, I was going to say, I was just If there was enough support behind it and everyone got behind it, Um I, if I was a season ticket holder, um, I think the talk was is missing the first half hour. Uh, I understand that people pay a lot of money for these season tickets. I, you know, I mean, and not every it's not for everyone. But uh, you know I me, mean, I I could fully get behind something like that. If if it's gonna make a change, if it's gonna make the board listen to the fans, uh, you know, that's what's you know, I mean, it's drastic action sometimes must be taken. And I think not, something not, like that, it, it'd make an impact.
1: Why not turn up, sing your songs for the Arsenal, sing your songs against uh the board, the manager? No, that whatever. was the, that was another the conversation. Noise, make yeah. the right noise. Yeah, there is so Sorry, I was going
0: to say, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, like, it, there is that. It's, it's singing the right songs as well, you know. Um, I think that defiant song at the minute, which seems to be growing around, is the the Meza Erzel song. It's, it's, you know, and, and instead of putting his Unai's nice man, the, they're they're singing his Arsene Wenger's man. Well, you not really. One. It's not really going against the board. It's not really, you, you know. It's just making. It's just making our fans I think look a bit stupid. it's like sing the right f- songs, you know, go against the board, go against, if you know if you've got a problem with emery sing a sing something about Emery. if you got you know in uh, the biggest issue is it's going to be the board and the owners you know what i mean let's let's get a song for the owners make make the voice make our voices heard and be be a bit more unified in it rather than singing about Meza Urzel. I think that's just a stupid thing to do.
1: There is um there is a change to the Mezid Erzil song, which was uh, I think it's uh he's Unai's uh Unai Emery's man. Uh, he understands, and somebody shouts out, does he, uh, and that sort of thing. Um, like Joanne has been on with us before. Joanne is from the We Care uh, Do You um uh, campaign, and again they came into criticism on Twitter, and they came into a lot of criticism on the Ospreys podcast um but she does make a point that it's coming in late is effective because half the ground's already empty uh people leave 10 minutes beforehand to get a beer because the servers is that well she says 15 minutes but 10 minutes beforehand to get a beer because the servers are that awful um you know people are on on, on a on a, a an evening game even champions league when things were great you know five minutes before the game 10 minutes before the game on, on a seven forty five kickoff there's still guys walking in with suits and briefcases so you know that that the thoughts of saying stay away for the first half hour, I think is ineffective. Johnny, what do you think? Because uh, you go there all the time as well. So,
3: you know, what do you think? We're, we've been talking about making the right noises and singing the right songs. If you sing a protest song, how is that any different to booing? And I mean, honestly, well, it, it, there is no difference. But it, but honestly, I think if the, what the right we could do... Go. What we could do is turn our backs, literally turn turn away from the pitch. Yeah. I think visually that would make a huge difference. I mean, unless we start a specific song, uh, along the lines of "Give the Job to Freddie" or uh, Emery F off or something specific. Why, uh, why I mean, do we love you, Freddie? Just to sing Freddie's song. Sing, uh, sing Freddie's song. You've
0: just give a good one oh, there. Like give the give the job to Freddie. You know you could sing that song. That's yeah. quite an easy one. It's catchy and it'll get going. I'm sure it would. That'd make a good yeah. one. You know, give the job to Freddie. He
1: he he does have a record to get the songs going, doesn't he? Well,
0: this is it. So you know, there, there's there's a good one there. Um, what I was saying is about the uh, uh, for the what do you call it, you know coming in late. You know, in 30 minutes late, and what we're all discussing, it's an option. All right, it may be ineffective, and for everything else there. Uh, so, you know, I mean, I'm, we're, we were just spitballing. So, you know, I mean, someone come up with, a, you know, I mean, come up with ideas, get, get the fans unified. I think that's more than what we were saying.
2: Come on, Jerome. I've, I've always thought that coming in late, partially, would never work. We need to look back at what happened with Champions League when Bayern Munich came to us, when we, it was how much per ticket for the away fans. I can't remember exactly 69. how much it was. And they made, they made a point and they all walked out. It changed. Now, you look at Liverpool a few years ago at Anfield were upset. Their fans were upset about the price that their ticket prices went up to, were about to go up to. They made a point and walked out at a certain point. That is the only way. As much as it will pain me, and I work hard to make sure I can get to the games, I'll walk out. And I think we need enough of us to walk out. If it means our team has to play 45 minutes at halftime, no one else is there, 30 minutes left of the game. That's more a point there's when all of there. the crowd. Sorry,
1: is there not too many tourists there? Is there not too many people who will have you know, be it what, your, what? be it, be, be it like you know, your your genuine tourists, or be it your um, you know, guy like yourself, if or you know, somebody coming over from Ireland want want to watch watch the game and and they follow Arsenal. There's not too many of them. They're gone. Christ, it's cost me four hundred euros to get over here
2: maybe but you know what season ticket holders there are enough of us if we were to empty say 60% of the seats that are filled by Arsenal that would make a big difference and we, all we, need we do to make, yourself, I didn't go to the Wolves game uh, and but when I, we have uh, to unify <laughs> at a game I think we need to unify rather than just kind of making it talking about it we need to unify at a particular moment other clubs do it but we none of us seem to want to unify together well I,
1: I think that's that's where Joanne, and, and she's put a comment on here, saying um, the problem is two years ago we protested against the board and Wenger uh, and yeah. not like nobody really turned up. I, for one, uh, and we talked about this um, previously, I, for one, after the Man City defeat and the display we had at Man City in the League Cup in, in February, I didn't go back to the Emirates until I knew one Wenger was gone. Um, are going and then i went back for i think there was a, a game that i always go to traditionally with a family member and then the Burnley uh, au revoir the end of season sort of uh, thing which i would always go to the end of the season regardless um so I I, I I i don't think we have i don't think we have a strong enough uh family like the, the the scouts have done seventy-seven minutes, and they do I don't know what the significance about the seventy-seven minutes, but they've done something about seventy-seven minutes, and um, and sent a message to the to to their board, and their board listened. Um, I don't think we've got that.
3: We so, got a, opportunity. the opportunity. seventy-seven minutes was about the 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 top rated uh, ticket. The top ticket was going to go out to seventy-seven pounds, but that's still cheaper than some of our tickets <laughs> and yeah, they you were can, outraged you uh, some can, of our tickets 126 pounds in the in top league
1: price ticket in non-corporate non-platinum just in normal seats and then add on your booking fees and then stick on five pounds 70 for a pint of i don't really like camden uh, a pint of camden uh you know i i for the the second time in all my time going to the Emirates, I end up getting food. Uh, I end up, I was that hungry um, at, uh, it might've been the palace game. I picked up a pie. There was two tiny bits of meat in there with some gravy, uh, uh, you know, and it was five pound, I think or four pound
3: 90 for a pie. It's just absolutely shocking. The pies used to be, I have to say, I, I, I obviously a man that likes his pies, and they used to be nice pies. And they used to be named after players. I think that uh, the, there was a steak and ale one. And yeah, that's but, a piebury Corner. No, no. They, they, uh, I remember at some point they had some some like funny names on them, like Pimery Corner. Um, okay. But, but they don't care. <laughs> it's about getting the money in. That's why they have the crap hot dogs. That's why they have the crap. Other stuff that is just ridiculously inflated in price. It's not about the quality or the speed of service. If they wanted, to, if they wanted to concentrate on that, there are so many different ways they could do it. Unfortunately, the scum up the road are, t- are showing us up as to how quickly you can get people served, whether it be for booze or food yeah. or anything like that, because they're set up to get as many people served with good stuff as possible. And unfortunately, I do know some uh, some scumbags and tell me that it's actually quite nice. I mean, compared to other places they've been to, they say it's pretty good. In fairness, the stadium is
1: the latest stadium in the country, so it is going to be pretty good. Like when, when people came from... I know people hark back to Highbury, and I understand and I get that. But as a facility, when people moved from Highbury to the Emirates, the Emirates was state-of-the-art. I still think... Even though Wembley came afterwards, the Emirates is a better stadium than Wembley. And those down the, down the road are probably going to have a fantastic stadium. They've learned by the mistakes of Wembley, West Ham, Arsenal in some of the, the layout and design. Um, so, you know, good luck to them. The more better stadiums that are in this country, the better, because if we want to do a World Cup um, bid, You've now got a lot of good good stadiums in the city, so uh, at least we don't have that horrible. You, you didn't like Old Trafford, did
0: you? Uh, Mike, no, it was dreadful, wasn't it? I put it nicely, it was a shitsoul. I apologize for swearing, but that's as nice as I can put it. <laughs> that doesn't go on the Richter scale. That doesn't go <laughs> on the Richter scale. That's the wrong right. stadium. Can I just, can I just ask? Uh, well, I'm not gonna say, can I just reply to Giovanni? Yeah? Uh, I know we're saying about, um, you know, like trying to unify the fans and stuff like that, and everyone seems to be split. Um, That hashtag uh, WeCareDU, Joanne, I know, is a part of that. They had the perfect opportunity when they got that petition out. They had thousands of people, myself included, to sign. sign Momentum. Yeah, this is what I mean. They they got that. And I know, I think it was one of the comments. Oh, which one was it? I'm sorry. I can't remember which one it was. There was a comment on there about um, when Wenger, you know, in the board and Wenger uh, protested. Uh, not nearly people. Uh, yeah, one good result and people forgot. I know there's a lot of fans out there that are criticising hashtag We Care Do You. And I think it's by rightly so, because I am one of them. You, It's all right saying that, for instance, about one good result. But we had... A lot of it was down. Uh, a lot of this thing during the summer was about signings and obviously other things as well, safe standing and everything else. Uh, but it seems to be that with this hashtag We Care do you? We got Pepe, we got Tierney, we got Ceballos on loan, and it just seemed they just seemed to disappeared. You're off the you're off the radar, and you had all that momentum to keep going. Now you should have kept on going with that momentum, you know. Make a voice. Get you could have you had the perfect opportunity to, to unite the fans against what was what's going on now, especially with what's going on now. I'm not saying to him like get behind everyone saying Emery out. I'm not saying that at all because I think that's a bit silly to do. But you know, you, everyone's we've got to go against the board now and obviously the ownership and the way things are going and it's not going right. Where have you gone? You've just you've just disappeared into the background. And I think what people are asking for is voice a bit more, you know, just try and show the Fans that like you're still here before the Leicester game, you know, or you know, what I mean, like way before. We should, we should have been hearing something. You maybe make a few statements or something, saying like, "This is what we're doing." You don't have to explain everything, but at least show that you're actually doing something rather than just go off the radar ever since Pepe was signed. And that's what it seems to be. As soon as we mm-hmm. signed Pepe, where was you? There's no one to be found. Right?
3: It? Yeah, I we that's say- why no
0: frustrated with that hashtag we care to you, And that's why people have got so angry with it and asking where have you been
3: we could have taken the momentum that we built uh from from reacting to what we felt was negative and then taking that 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 passion and that support and that's sw- and that swell of support uh for the movement into something positive we could we could have just so that the we care do you um movement as you could call it then just just to keep it ebbing along so we knew that it was still going rather than just dying a death. Because all of that um, momentum that we built up, all of that attention is gone.
0: Exactly. And they're like Jerry, Jerry Rafferty and Baker Street, mate. One, it wonders. That's how it comes across, and that's how bad it is. And it shouldn't have been like that. It, it should have been – we should have been still there, not making – you know what I mean? I'm not asking you to make noise every game, but – you know, I mean, just keep showing that you're still there, making a statement, saying, you know, what I mean, just tell the fans what you're doing. You know, you don't have, to, like I say, you don't have to explain exactly what you're doing, but just say we're having a meeting this week, or we're doing this this week, or we're arranging this this week. You know, so that's perfect timing. I
1: have just hung up on them. I don't know who the hell it is. Um Listen. Um, Joanne is sending some messages in the comments in here. One of the first ones that she said was, which I put up earlier, the problem is that people want action to remove Emery, but let's not forget the same people who are saying uh, we back Emery are the ones recruiting the next manager. Uh, the focus has to be on the board. And well, that's, I think- that's
0: what I was saying. That's why I, that's why I mentioned saying we're not asking you to say, let's jump out and say we want Emery out, because I don't think that's the right way to go about it. It needs to be with the powers above him. You know, and that's where I think the the action needs to be taken, and the uh, oh, I'm just trying to, the sights need to be, you know.
1: And 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 Mike, um, sorry, I just flicked the, the, the wrong switch. Um, Mike, the um the I am I'm in contact with Joanne, and she's a very nice lady, very well spoken, and very well connected within the club. Um, I do know that um that that can somebody. <laughs> Do this. I've got to take a phone call. One second, just carry on. One second, I'll put you back on there.
3: Can just I just say, you
0: just stick that comment, up, Fergus, because uh, there's a comment that Joanne's made there, and obviously with his being on the phone. Sorry, guys, I've blocked you two out. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Can I just yeah. say about the we care? Do you? It was it was a it was a message to the Cronkies before. It was like yeah. it was telling the Cronkies we care, but do you? Now, we could have turned it for into a more positive thing and, and showing support for the club and the manager and the changes that were happening and going from, as a fan, turning to fans who are beside you still being negative after all those changes and saying, oh, I care and I'm showing it. But do you care? You need to show that you support the team. Not necessarily being the cheerleader that we were commenting on before, mm. But actually turning around and saying, look, we care. And we want you to show that you care too. And you do that by turning up and singing and chanting and not booing. Um, Some people might deserve a boo, but you cheer the plays that do deserve to be cheered and not focus on the plays that don't need to be cheered. You know what I mean? Yeah. And actually turning it into something as a rallying cry for other fans around you. By saying I care, and you need to show that you care too.
0: But we also, I think, we also need to show as fans that we actually care as well, and not just, you know, what I mean, you know, I mean, unite together rather than just throwing stones at, yeah, you know I mean, that's like right. throwing stones at each other. You know, that thing. I think that's the worst thing about it. And and like I say, in what I just to re- repeat what I said earlier about that, we care to you. That was the perfect opportunity to unite the fans to get them behind everyone you know i mean everyone to join together in that sort of sense because yeah. like we were saying about AFTV, we've got ourselves we've got you know in like the listeners of you know guns and yellow ribbons as listeners of many other podcasts like Aspros bros and arse cast and Ask blog you know pay, pay people like that you know everyone's shouting a different thing so it's a case of we've got to sort of if you're gonna do this against the board and show your support and do something like a walk out or a miss miss out or you know I mean something along them lines. I'm I'm just spitballing. I'm you know I mean I can't come up with the like, idea. I'm like trying to do that, but like, you know I, that weekend I, you do should have united people. I I think I think um, our point has got across
1: a lot on that. As I was trying to say before, I was really interrupted for the second time. Um, Joanne does agree, uh, and it looks like they have disappeared. But from me speaking to her. Um, she they are doing an awful lot behind the scene, but what they're trying not to be is a, a trying not to be the noise that we <laughs> we talk about. They're not trying to be the noise, they're trying to be more effective and try and uh target it at the, the right level and just not be kids um fans in a tantrum. They're trying to uh be effective and deal being with
3: being the grown-ups rather than the uh Terrible twos making a tantrum. But well,
1: yeah, you can still to...
3: be the noise as, as
0: well as do things growing up, you know what I mean? We're, at the end of the day, I, I get I get the tantrum stage and everything. I get that. But you can also make noise by being respectful and grown up about it. That can still and, and,
1: happen. And, and Mike, Mike, you've got your point across really, really well. I'll, but, I'll shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but that's exactly what they're trying to do. They're trying to get it across in the right way. You're dealing with businessmen. You're dealing with multimillionaires. As Mem says on here, you know, all they're interested in, the club, they're only interested in the pound note. You know, that's all. They really, they don't care like we care. They don't care like we care. Do you care? Oh, God, that's a
2: no, lot but, of care. No but, <laughs> no, but the hashtag, Like, I have to agree with Joanna. It disappears purely because we was all more positive coming to the beginning of the season. We can't say that we wasn't. Yeah, I agree. Was we going to continue saying, oh, do you care? Well, they showed us something. You know, I totally, I'm happy with Pep as a signing because I think that was a good signing. It was a lot of money, you know, just forget the money side. Don't even get me started on that comment because I talk about Zaha every week. What has he done apart from buy a penalty against us? I'm not interested. But just, just so people season, know who listens
1: to the audio, Mem is put up, uh, we signed the wrong Ivorian winger. Um, Mem is a very big, I know Mem, hello mate, uh, he's a very big uh, Zaha fan. But carry on.
2: Uh, I think Zaha's a very good player. But then I also look at the fact that Pep has had to change his life. So it hasn't worked. But then under a different manager, would he be a different player? We've complained about the style that Emery's played this whole season with not just Pep, with Torreira, with playing the defensive line, not playing Tierney as much as we have now, playing Ceballos so deep. So a lot of things would change under a different manager. So I don't think we've signed the wrong player. And we was all happy with it started the start of the season, yeah, but yeah. Emery started to show himself. So now we have to start talking about, we want change. You know, had Emery started this season and gone on progressively and won a few more games rather than these draws, would we still be sitting there saying that we wanted to hear from them so early.
3: I think at the beginning of the season, like Jerome was saying, we all came on this podcast and said, I'm really happy with those signings. I think we've done really good business. I think we're really going to push on now. Um, But just like other other fans of other teams who really thought they were really going to push on, like the Everton's and other, other teams that have spent some good money, we haven't, but we're doing better than they are. We spent a lot of money, but we're doing better than some of the like the Everton's of, of this league. We're doing better than the West Ham's of this league. But then again, we should be because we're a bigger club, and we've got some world. Class, our, we've got a couple of world class players.
1: This is our worst start. Um. Since 1982 83, uh, we don't have Trev. I was hoping, uh, that we would get Trev that he could remember those days because I wasn't following Arsenal Football Club in those days. I was a little kid at school in Ireland, um, and none of you do. You're out there, Johnny. It <laughs> looks like he's are yeah, over. <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm pl- plugging in my laptop.
1: All right, he's run out of charge. Um, yeah, but uh, th- you know, it's the worst starts in 1982. Listen, uh, we've done a poll about um the manager uh, because we're uh, there's a lot of links about uh the manager and who um who should replace him the first thing that we done was uh we done one on guns and yellow ribbons facebook page and we had 1400 votes and it came in at 93 percent um uh wanting emory out uh and if this screen will work on twitter uh, we had 80, 841 votes, so nearly 2,000 votes. And it came in almost identical as the same with um, 93% wanting Emery out. And I don't necessarily think it's aimed directly at Emery. I, I, he's he's not the guy, you know. Yeah, OK, um, you know, move on, next guy comes in. But who who would you like to see? Rogers has been linked and replaced in Emery. Uh, but he's been given a chance at uh, Leicester, who are further up the table and look like they have a better chance of getting Champions League football than us currently. Um, we were linked to him in the past um, and nobody wanted Brenda in at that time. Um, would you would you have him? If not, who would you have There's talk today on talk sport about Vieira? Let's talk about give it to Freddie, uh, as we said about putting the Freddie song up.
3: Um, who, who wants to go first? I think we spoke on the last podcast, didn't we, about who we thought, who we, we would like to give it to. And we were talking about Nagelsmann and uh, uh, Brenda and and uh, Vieira and Arteta and all these different names.
0: It's been done to death, hasn't
3: it? It has. But I think the most appealing for the fans to try and get a bit of positivity back from the fan base is probably a Vieira, Freddie, uh, de- getting Dennis back in to the, the club as well that would buoy the the club up but I don't think tactically it's the most shrewd move, we need to do what we did with Wenger and take the time and do the research and find the next big tactical move coming and then chance our arm and then put our money on the unknown name or the person that people don't really agree with and actually stick with it Maybe that's what we thought we were doing with Emory.
0: Yeah, the, the the thing is, I know people. A lot of people are saying about Brendan Rogers that that ship sailed, that's gone. You know, it, it yeah, he's not coming. It, it it would be pointless for him to leave somewhere like Leicester, where he's doing really well. He's building his team around what he wants. He's uh, he's he's getting back in with finances and everything else. It is he won't do it. There's no point for him. It's not worth it, and it it won't be worth it. So we've got to look at, like Johnny said, we've got to look at someone new. If someone, if just get rid of that comment, Mourinho, <laughs> him get him off, get out, get out, just stop watching, <laughs> get out. I, I <laughs> do not want to you, you know, Mourinho, you, not get out, out.
1: Anthony. Right Anthony I know you've week. been plastering this all over Facebook, all over everywhere else. No, um, you know, it's, <laughs> um, oh, I'm get trying to get rid of it, like a disease, it's like a disease. Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Uh, sorry, carry on. Uh, we got thrown off with that one. No, Me, do Mem, think Mem just said,
3: helped. "Yeah, Mem, Mem just said that uh, Wenger didn't need any time. Wenger uh, picked up the best defence in the league and had a, a really good foundation to build on. He had Burkamp already there when he got there. He didn't sign Burkamp. You know, I know quite a few young fans thought that he signed Burkamp." And he didn't. Bruce Riott did. So in terms of um, you're not needing time, he didn't need time because he was the right man. It, It was the board that took the time. It was David Dean that took the time to find the right man. That's what I'm saying, that we need to take the time to find the right man. And maybe that's what they thought that they were doing with Emery, that he was going to be the right man. But he wasn't the right man because he needed his uh, his number two that had left him to become a manager in his own right. The tactical brain, as it were. We're not going to get Rafa Benitez because we can't afford him. We're not going to get... Million. China. Exactly. We're not going to get Brendan Rogers because he's in a better project in a better position than us. But would Rogers not come just because... Who's no, a bigger... he wouldn't come. and, under... and We could throw 20 million a year at him. We can't get him into the Champions League without going through the end of the season and spending a lot of money in January. We ain't going to get it. So what we need for us to progress as a team is to find someone that's going to give us that bounce at the right time and get maybe one or two players in in January that will get us to the end of the season and scrape uh, at qualification.
1: Our defensive, offensive. Yeah. a little bit
3: controversial.
0: Anybody think fat sam no for god's sake no! jesus
3: christ
0: that's worse than meridian get out i
3: have to say you're lucky i ain't got a motorbike at the moment because i'll be coming around your (laughs) bloody house yeah i think i'm looking at about 300 miles jesus oh oh my god hang on i'm just booking a
0: train ticket now (laughs) 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 no um I, I I disagree with Johnny. I think Rafa Benitez. I think I think he probably would turn up, and I think we can afford him. I, where they get? I don't know where people get this idea of uh, we can't afford it. It's going to be worse for us for to keep Emery. You know how much does this pay out? Six to nine million or something like that. If we got it rid of him now, I six think million. that yeah, it'd be better off paying six million to him than losing twenty thirty million by not qualifying for any European competitions. You know, it, it just makes more sense to me. Um, with someone like Rafa Benitez, I think he would shore up, uh, you know, I mean, bring him in as an interim, see how he gets on between January and the end of the season. You know, just to shore up, our, shore up the squad a bit and, you know, Is give us a fighting bad? chance.
1: Is the squad that bad? Ross says, you know, uh, Ross, sorry, says we have a decent squad of players. We just need a motivator. I think we a motivator, maybe a leader, you know,
2: we Jerome,
0: we no, I don't, I don't think anyone's anyone's no. sorry, go on. Uh,
2: you go on, Jerome. Last week for me, Mike brought the shout, and since then I've <laughs> contemplated it four or five times, and I can't think of a better shout. We talk about not going for a major name, and Nuno Santo isn't a major name, but I feel that he would probably come in and assure us and probably play better football. We'd play better football. I feel we'd be a different team. Um I was because as I say, I joked around last week and I said it and I've said it before. I joked around with Sean Dage because I wanted someone to assure us. But Nuno Santo would actually assure us and play us better for. I can't really think of a better shout. I don't really want the Rafa Benitez. I don't because I just feel he'd just be here for the money. Would he guarantee us a job? He might do a half-decent job, but he's not going to be in it for the long haul. I don't think Mourinho, would he, really? No. Probably le-
3: no. less divisive. Thing is, though, that I think tactically that they're not on the cutting edge anymore. Benitez is not cutting edge. Mourinho is Mm -hmm. no longer cutting edge. End of the day, we are up against some of the best coaches who have had years behind them and money behind them. Klopp is is in his, what, third or fourth year? Fourth year, I think. He's had a lot of money put behind him. Same with uh, Pep. He's in his fourth year. And they started building the club for him two years before he got there. So we're these are the cutting edge um, uh, coaches. A Brendan Rodgers is pulling days. up trees, but we need to we need a coach that tactically is at the head of the game, not not the coaches that were doing it ten years ago. You know, Mourinho ha- hasn't really uh, done anything new. He hasn't really changed things. He's just park the bus and hope for the, the for a one nil win. And he did that with squads that were better. Then what he ended up with. And he ended up pissing off half the squad when he did it. Rafa Benitez had a decent uh, fist of it at uh, Newcastle when he did a good job. And his reward is the China uh, uh, money train. Good luck to him. Could you really see us paying £230,000 a week for the manager? Because, because that's yeah, what 12 million pounds a year a is for
0: an invisible man.
1: But uh, I, I, I'm sure if uh, who, who re signed uh, Ozil on 350 a week? Gazetas, under under Wenger, yes, yeah, yeah, okay, it was. Well, then Wenger has to be on £351,000 a week because Wenger insisted that he was the most highly paid manager, uh, a highly paid person at the club. Otherwise, he was undermined by these overpaid
3: millionaires, as some of us say. Um, And he was. He was on 13 or 14 million a year when he left.
0: I'm going to say, yeah. yeah, Then he signed a contract. His last two year contract was almost like 15 million a year or something.
3: Yeah. Listen, he's got a new job.
1: He's got a new job. He's working for FIFA um, and he is the head of global development for FIFA on football. So at least, you know, I think that's a good job for him, if I'm honest. Um, I'm glad he hasn't gone to, there was talk of Bayern Munich and there was talk of Man United, there's talk of uh, all various different clubs and so on, because, um, you know, if we do eventually
3: get back into Champions League, um, you know... You want yeah. to come? We're, we're, you know we're going to end up getting drawn against any team that he was actually. Yeah, bla- exactly. and,
1: <laughs> and then that'd have been you know, perfect. As as much as I would have sang, there's one Arsene Wenger and everything else like that to him to as a mark of respect because I've got a lot of time for him. Uh, did think it was time for him to go as we've done to death, but um, I just didn't want that that to occur because you you'd have more. I grow in the the stands and everything else. But one thing that he's he's responsible for development of uh, youth football, development of um, uh, uh, the men's game and the uh, the women's game, um, and the IFAB, uh, which is... I can't remember what exactly it stands for, but IFAB uh, are the people who look after things like uh, VAR. And, you know... Neil Sobrick is quite <coughs> pleased with himself 7 out of 10 for VAR so far. Lads, we've really overrun. Uh, but can I just ask what, uh, as a more or less a closing thing, what you think uh, your score at a 10 for VAR is? Let's start with Johnny.
3: Negative 31. Negative 31. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, why? Because... As a, a, a fan that really enjoys the... I go to the Emirates for the atmosphere. Uh, it's my football family that got me through, you know, a mentally tough time. And it helped me a great deal to be part of uh, a positive, charged atmosphere. And VAR kills it. It absolutely kills the vibe in the stadium. I and mean, you have that initial rush of, oh, yes, we've scored. And then... We had it the other week, didn't we, against Palace? Yeah. With With the penalty and all the rest of it. Yeah. And it it just kills the vibe in the stadium. And it's not directed at the guy in the stadium. We've said it before. It's directed at the guy sitting at home watching it on the TV.
1: When I watch it at home on telly, it's a little bit of a joke still. Um, but But you know what's going on. Yeah, exactly. But but that that Palace one and even the Spurs ones who were up in um, at Everton, that was a joke. Four minutes. You know, it's absolutely shocking Uh, for me. I like the idea of the technology. I know I should wait to be last. I like the idea, the technology. I think um, it's a form of progression. But for me, it's probably a four, four or five out of ten. Um, it, it needs a lot of work and a lot of change in, 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 and the rules, the offside side of things and the lines and everything
2: else. Jerome, what do you think? I think it's a four or five, but it isn't the technology I've got a problem with. Is the way they're using it. It's the actual yeah. user yeah. back at Stockley Park. That's who kill it. If you're going to get it right, no problem. I've even, I, if I'm going to stand and I'm cheering like I am in an back, like, yeah, and then uh, it's not a goal. If it's fair, that's the rule, no problem. But you look at Sunday, Man City versus Liverpool. That was a blatant handball. Why wasn't you talk it about,
3: given? You're talking about Trent Alexander-Arnold.
2: Agreed. That was yeah. a handball. Why wasn't it given? That changes the game. So if it's you're going to do it's it... Still, it's you still know. down to subjective views Correct. at the end of the day. And uh, well, it shouldn't be. Then, no, it shouldn't be. But then we look at, what, a couple of weeks ago, was it Everton conceded a penalty by he stepped on his foot when he wasn't looking at the ball? Yes, so, you know, there, there's no consistency, like we say, and it has to just be right. If it's a handball, it's a handball. You can't give a foul for stepping on someone. We'll be giving that all day long. So it, it that there, it's the decisions at Stockley Park which are ruining the game. I've got no problem with VAR. You know, if he's a millimetre offside, we know he's offside. Simple. Oh, well, everyone's getting the same treatment. We hate it, but everyone's the same. But we need the yeah. rest of it to be consistent now.
3: It's the same thing with goal line technology. You're either onside or you're not. It's either over yeah. the line or you're not. But the crit- yeah. if we, with it's a clear with the goal line technology. It's a clear criteria. It's the whole of yeah. the ball and the whole of the line. Yeah. Whereas no, I I think with the offside thing where they're looking like the Sheffield
1: United one, a, I, I have what, what on part
3: head. of the person yeah. so it, 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 it is offside?
1: Yeah, they, they, but, they, they, they drew the line on the Sheffield United guy on the Tottenham knee. And his knee was actually uh, beyond the line, and they lined it up with the Sheffield United um, striker. And it was the blur of his foot moving is what they made him offside on. <laughs> you know, his foot moving.
3: You know, <laughs> the thing is, <laughs> it the the rules say it has to be uh, a a part of the player that can legally score a goal. Kind yeah, so, of blur. Yeah, so it can't be an arm. And it can't be an elbow or anything like that. It has to be something that you can league apart from anything from the shoulder to, to the tip of your, your finger. If that's in it, then you're not offside. But you can have your hand, your arse, your elbow, your heel, it doesn't matter. All the rest of it, you can legally score a goal with. So therefore, you're offside. Hmm. Or uh, there's a point, I think uh, I was listening uh, to Ars Blog or uh, Ars Cast or whatever and they were saying it should be like sprinting. When you go across the photo finish, it's your chest. Choose yeah. one bit and say that is it. But yeah. the, fact, the fact of the matter is you don't see any sprinters running towards the line and then sticking their leg out, whereas with, uh, with, a, with a, uh, a footballer getting a ball past them near the box, their foot could well be the thing that's going towards the ball. Going in for for the goal, so they have to be considered. Right, lads.
0: It has been. Can really- I just point out something on VAR. Uh, everyone's talking about these. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to say everyone's talking about these guys and the uh, the vans and this other thing. And well, everyone, I know yeah. you, you a nice phrase about the um, screen. Yeah, and the the referee has got a perfectly good HD, LED, TV, whatever. It could be an OLED one. It could be, could be whoever it wants. He's got a perfectly good one of them at the side of the stands, right where the dugouts are. Not one referee from the Premier League has looked at that TV, television screen.
3: 120 games now. Yeah. Under instruction. They've been told by the league not to do it because they feel that it would take too long. Well, so if it takes four minutes for a
0: guy in a van, <laughs> you know, it, it can take him two minutes just to go across yeah. to the screen, have a look for himself. It's not difficult. At the end of the day, well, that's what it's there for. Get it used. If there's any doubt whatsoever, if the guy in the bloody van's too busy doing what he's doing, and we all know what I think they're doing. Uh
3: so, pull up on the search screen. Well, Let's make some noise.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if, if you see the van rocking, don't come a knocking.
3: <laughs> that's what I was just gonna <laughs> use that phrase.
1: Listen, <laughs> last last thing before we finish, um, Europa League games, are they included in the six? Should be my view should be six games too late. Uh, probably even a few more, but are they
0: including the six? Yes. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent.
3: Yeah. Should be all games. He should be fighting for his life because we're fighting for our club. Yeah.
1: Listen, um, Mike, Johnny, uh, Jerome, thank you very much for joining us. Um, I do hope you've enjoyed being on guns and yellow ribbons live again um we will put this up on uh this will be on youtube it'll be on facebook and i'll uh, post it on twitter Uh, you can follow us on twitter at guns and ribbons um uh and you can see us on facebook at guns and yellow ribbons um our website has gone down briefly uh we've had some issues with the domain and stuff like that but that's getting sorted behind the scenes see boston is still there he's still tickling away and and he needs to come on here I, to be honest, I, I did message him when Trev when Trev said he couldn't make it. I said, "Can you come on? You got an hour." And he went, "No, I've, I'm literally about to go into a meeting." He's in in Boston in America, so you know the um, he needs to rig in sick. Yeah,
3: <laughs> he needs to in sick. <laughs> at least he needs to once. Once a season, we don't ask for much.
1: Uh, yeah and melina melina says we have got a, an arsenal free um stress free weekend so everyone should enjoy the weekend uh what we have we got heath top show thank you very much i'm glad you enjoyed it um listen uh the audio will be up on spotify uh, it'll be on soundcloud itunes everything else if you like this stuff if you like what we do look we are just arsenal fans uh, as our strap line goes we're by arsenal fans for arsenal fans if you like what we do um Tell your friends, share it, join in with us. You know, um, if you chat in the, in the chat on either Facebook or on YouTube, uh, your questions pop up along the side of our screen over over that side, side of that screen over there, uh, and we can pop them up if they're, if they're really good. Um, Joanne, really appreciate your input, uh, especially on the We Care side of things, and I will message you separately, and hopefully we'll try and do something over the international break. Um, I do know Big Steve is doing his 1-11 to 11 on Sunday at 2pm, so if you want to watch that with Potsy, uh, that's coming up. Um, and we have got the um, Southampton game uh, after the international break. So, yeah. Um, and uh, Heath has stole my line.
3: <laughs> of the arts. Thanks for listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast. By Arsenal
0: fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook
1: at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons and remember to rate and review us too.